Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode four. We're flying through them. We're excited. Content's flowing. I feel like we're getting to our groove here, John. Um, we're 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 rocking and rolling, ladies and gentlemen. We are. Yeah, I, I'm especially excited for this episode. Uh, we're doing a little bit more of a baseball focus as we are getting into baseball season. Yep. But first, I wanted to start off with one thing. So I caught a lot of heat for my firehouse subs as the top five fast food chains. So um, I am not planning on reverting back to that list. I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to push the subject even further. (laughs) I think they firehouse doesn't get the respect it deserves. Wow. I'm going to stay wearing this hat every episode. Wow. Until we get, you know, some love. So for those that are listening in, I am sporting a beautiful black and red hat. Yeah, show that off for the people there, John. Let's let's see that. Look at that. Founded by firemen. Shout out to all the firemen out there. Yeah, beautiful lid that's going to stay on this dome. I think we should get, I think we should partner with them. I honestly think it's time for a partnership. This hat will remain on my head until we get a partnership with Firehouse Subs. Let's make it happen. Wow. Founded by firemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you are seeing a guy who is willing to die on a hill. And I don't know if I know anyone more willing to die on a hill than John Scott. So I'll I'll die on this hill. Firehouse Subs is elite. A man of his word. A man of firehouse subs. Again, shout out to all the, the the firemen out there, fire women out there, risking your lives. We absolutely love to see it. Shout out yep. firehouse subs one more time. Um, great job, John. I mean, that's great. Yep. That's I love to see that. Um, <laughs> like John mentioned, this is going to be a heavily baseball episode. Again, opening day coming up here on Thursday. Um, super excited. A ton of juice, ton of excitement. I'm happy that this lockout's done. Free agents are moving. Trades are happening. Um, this is an episode right up your alley, John. Super excited to get into it. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to start off with a little bit of a newer segment. It's going to be our hot seat. It's our MLB hot seat. Um, obviously, living in Boston for, you know, 10 years or so, big Red Sox fan. We got the Yankees fan. You can see the flag flying for those who are watching um, behind John. And uh, we want to just rattle off a little bit of an MLB hot seat. Who wants to get started, John? You want to start? You want me to start? What yeah, do you want I'll, to? Start, I'll start. I'll start it off. I'll, I'll put you in the hot seat first. Okay. So my questions, as as you all can probably tell, are going to be focused on Red Sox putting Bass in the hot seat. My first question for you. Seat's warm. Devers over under 42 home runs. Under. Chris Sale, 22 games pitched. Under. Dahlbeck, over under 25 home runs. Over. Big Dahlbeck here. Evaldi, at least 11 wins. Over. He should have had way more last year. He should have had way more last year, for sure. That okay. stat is a little bit skewed, but he's going over. Okay. Story will have the biggest impact on the Sox in 2022. No, no shot. Xander will have his best year as a Red Sox prior to his opt-out. I'm going to go yes. Sox with a plus winning percentage against the Yankees. I think we were pretty close. I think we might have got the edge on you last year. I'm going to go and say no. Sox finishing second or better in the AL East. Fuck yeah, let's go. Sox winning the World Series. 
I will give us a 12% chance to win the World Series. Okay. Going out there okay. on a limb. <laughs> I was, seats, seats getting hot, a little warm there. Um, yeah, I mean, with some of your numbers, if you got some guys that – you know, put together, if you have Xander having one of his best years, I mean, if you've got Evaldi with more than 11 wins, that would be tied for, you know, top in his career. Dahlback over, over 25 home runs. I would say you're definitely competing in the, in the top of the division. That would be, that would be good. And the I, Sox, and say. let me explain a few of my answers. One, Trevor story. I think he's, I think he's going to do a, a great job. I don't think he's going to have the biggest impact. Um, only because we have great players. We have cornerstone players, Endeavors, and Bogarts. Um, I, I really think Dahlbeck is going to turn the corner and, and really mash for us this year. Um, and, you know, I think Kike is a lot more comfortable in his role now. You know, he's been a sock for a couple of years now, so I think he's really settling in. Um, obviously, him and Cora have a really strong relationship. Um, I think Story's going to add a ton of value, but to say that he's going to be, you know, add the most value or be, I forget how you worded the question, but I just think two players really stand out to me this year. It's going to be Raphael Devers. It's going to be Bobby Dahlbeck. I really think they're going to, they're really going to have career years. Um, And then again, Evaldi, I I think he's, I think he only had 11 wins last year. But he pitched a ton of great games that he shouldn't have lost last year. What he did, I get it. I, I understand how the stat goes, but um, I think he's going to have. I think we might have to lean on him more than we want to. Obviously, with sale out, he's on the sixty day. Um, I, I just think he's going to get off to a hot start. He's comfortable. He he's he's our ace right now, and he's been our ace the past two seasons. And you know, while he's been due for a down year, it hasn't happened. I really think Nate's gonna gonna live up to the live up to what he what he's done over the past couple of years. So definitely tough hot seat there, John. Love the questions. Um, are you ready? Top into I'm the ready. hot seat. Let's go. All right, a little rapid fire action. Yankees ninety plus wins over under. Over. Uh, Josh Donaldson over under twenty five home runs. Get twenty six last under. Year. Um, will the Yankees sweep the Red Sox in a series at all next year? No. Uh, Garrett Cole over under sixteen wins. Just under. DJ Lemayhew batting average two eighty over under. Over. More likely to have more wins: Nestor Cortez or Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery. Aaron Judge t- leads the team. Well, I guess Aaron Judge triple crown, team triple crown. So he'll lead team the team. Team triple crown? Yes. Yes. Stanton, 125 games played, over under. Over. There it is. Yeah, I mean, I think Stanton is finally kind of doing some things to his body in the offseason to get him ready, um, more prepared, and just – you know, he's finding ways to be in the lineup on a more consistent basis. Sure. Um, playing a little bit of outfield too as well. I'm high on judge this year. I think he's going to be great. Josh Donaldson, I only went under 25. I think it's just going to be slightly. I'm hoping he can stay healthy. I think if he could stay healthy, he'll be over. Okay. Um, but health is going to be, you know, his kind of concern there. Sure. Um, and I think DJ is going to have a bounce back year. 
He's had really he's had two he's had back to back down years. Yep. Um, for his I think standards. some of the yeah, I think some of the pressure is going to be off him a little bit. He's not going to be an everyday guy, which is kind of crazy to say. DJ LeMay, who's not going to be an everyday guy, but they're going to kind of platoon him with, you know, at second base with Glaber, and then third when you know Josh Donaldson's getting a day off. So I think he's not going to have as much of the pressure of being that guy on a daily basis. I think DJ is a guy that he needs to be on the field. And I, I let, you know, let you guys go on a skid and DJ's not playing. Boone's going to have to answer some questions. That's really what my concern is when it comes to DJ not being an everyday player. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say, an, I shouldn't say he's not going to be an everyday because they guaranteed him 500 at bats. So he's going to be playing. Um, it's just, it's just, he doesn't have like, he's not locked into a position. Sure. Um, so I think last year was kind of an anomaly with the Yankees overall defensively. They were a mess, put guys where here, there, they had no idea what they're doing. I'm hoping with some of the additions and subtractions that they made, that it's a little bit more consistent, um, in terms of where guys are going to be. Um, so I, I think they're going to be competitive just like the Red Sox this year. The AL East is going to be you know, a bloodbath, um, but it's going to be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's great. Just for reference, Stanton played in 138 games last year. So you went over on 125. Um, I think judge is definitely, you know, team triple crown. I feel like he's got that locked up and it's in the bag. Um, and seems like you're looking for a big year out of Jordan Montgomery this year. Someone's got to step up after after Garrett Cole. I, th- I think I think Nestor had a, a great year last year. I think he's going to slide back down to a little bit of reality there. Okay. Um, and I, I have, I, I'm not a big Jordan Montgomery fan, but I, I think this is the year where he needs to, you know, set his place in this in this rotation and say, okay, here I am. Well, let's say um, I took Cortez out and I put Tyone in there. Would it be a tougher question? Yes, it would be. A, that would be a tough question. Um, I think I would have to go with Montgomery only because Tyone's had some injury issues also. Mm-hmm. So I think I would have to go with Montgomery. Um, I, I, I left side, my you know, lefty versus righty. Um, I think I would stay with Jordan Montgomery, but it would be tough. It would be very close. Yeah. Yeah. Again, ton of question marks around both teams this year. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, it, it's it's going to be a fun, fun – it's going to be an exciting season again. Season kicks off on Thursday for us, Red Sox, Yankees, in the Bronx. What a, There's no better way to start the baseball season than Red Sox, Yankees, in the Bronx. I mean, it's just – Love it. Absolutely love it. Super excited. Yep. So happy it's back. Happy there wasn't a, a long delay, and and again, you know, this is a this is a heavy, heavy baseball episode, and this is just the tip of the iceberg for us. Yep. So let's get into our next category here: the meat and potatoes, if you will, of of the pod. So Bess and I put together a tier list here, um, just a list of where we think teams are going to fall when when we get to um, the end of the season. Yep. Yep. You know, obviously we're going to have some teams that, you know, have high hopes and then some teams that just are going to be, you know, <laughs> they're going to struggle to win some games. Um, so starting from from the bottom here, the try again in three year category. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, great. Just, just 
you know, these teams, it's going to be tough for them to win. Yeah. At the end of the day, it will be. Um, starting off with the Orioles, um, just not there yet. They've got a couple pieces, too, really, but just not there yet. Yeah, they're, they're a team that doesn't really spend. Um, their payroll is just, again, they don't spend the money at the end of the yeah. day. Um, you know, Mullins is a nice player, Means is a nice player, but at the end of the day, they just they it doesn't seem like they want to be competitive. Um, yeah. So yeah, tough, tough roster there, mm-hmm. tough division also. Um, the Rockies, I know they added Chris Bryant, but you know they just they just don't really have much else around them. They got rid of Story. I don't really know that what the point of the Chris Bryant sign was when you got rid of Story. Not sure. They're just another team that's going to be tough to win games. Yeah, Colorado, again, you know, it it seems like year after year they just ship away their best player. Um, You know, whether whether it's Nolan Arenado, whether it's Trevor Story, they're just moving their guys. And and maybe grabbing Chris Bryant was like just a little ode to our fans. Like, hey, we're not completely giving up. We we got Chris Bryant, but, you know, some would argue he's at the back half of his career. Um, he's reached his peak already, and he's kind of on the on the, on the down downward. Um, yep. So, Rocky's not really competitive. Uh, next team on here, uh, place that you're familiar with, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, uh, man, I feel bad for Pittsburgh fans. I mean, they've got a great fan base. They there, really but, do. Yep. Shout out to uh, the Steel Cactus. <laughs> Shout out Steel Cactus. Great nachos there. The facilities over there. The ballpark's beautiful um, out in Pittsburgh but not really giving the fans much of a show because the team is abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. Just, they just don't have much there. Um, We'll leave it at that. Uh, Oakland A's. I mean, talk about a team that's done a complete 180. They were competing last year and they got rid of everybody. Got rid of Chapman, got rid of Anaya, got rid of Olsen. Um, Their payroll right now is like 33 million. Um, I think after arbitration, it's probably going to be closer towards 50 million, but still, um, I mean, not much there, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of stinks because, you know, it, it feels like the moves that they've made this past season have been truly, we're going to try again in three years, right? AL West, you know, Houston has kind of primarily dominated that division over the past five or six years. Maybe they're hoping that, you know, the Bregmans and Altuve's kind of reach their peak, hit their ceiling and start to go on a downward. And while they're going down, they retool up um, and try and, and try and win that division again. But, you know, massive overhaul. They moved a ton of people and, you know, again, just not really competitive at the moment right now for the Oakland A's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Diamondbacks. I mean, Jesus Christ. Diamondbacks. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, not much there. Not much yeah. there. Not much yeah. to talk about. I, I mean, I'd rather go on to the Nationals. I mean, at least they have Soto. At least they have Strasburg. But after that, after that, I mean, they're in another tough division. Uh, we'll see what ha- ends up with Soto if he stays there and they can build around him, or he goes. But I, I love watching Soto play. That's for sure. Yeah, that's about it. I, and and we talked about this earlier, John. But talk about a team that. Know, they won the World Series not that long ago, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I know they had a lot of decisions to make. They had a lot of contracts that needed to, you know, moves that needed to make, right, with Scherzer and with, you know, Rendon. And, and those guys ended up moving on and cashing into some bigger deals. Um, 
maybe that's a maybe that's a sign for Washington. You know, when you have those years, pay your guys, pay your players, keep keep the nucleus together. Again, Soto's a great player. He's gonna he's gonna attract some fans, but it's so hard to be a one man show uh, in the bigs and Washington just kind of at the bottom of the barrel again, unfortunately. Yeah. Our next tier up from there. And it's funny because when we were naming the categories, we were like, what do all these teams have in common? And they're all in the Midwest. So you got your Midwest Joes. The Midwest um, Joes. Midwest Joes. They'll, they'll win you some games, you know, but overall, are they really competing to, you know, make the playoffs? Not, not really. Not at this point. No. And uh, the first team on here are the the newly named Cleveland Guardians. Um, again, uh, you know, a, a few players of note, but nothing really to get you too excited. Um, yeah, they got a decent rotation with Shane Bieber and Plesak, and they got Jose Ramirez, Ramirez. over there at third, too. But, um, I mean, that's about it. That's yeah. really about it. Not much happening for the Guardians. So, um, yeah. They're, they're not guarding much, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want them as a guard. Um, Detroit <laughs> Tigers, I mean, another team. They got some good youth um, with um, blanking uh, on his name. Badu, uh, I think it is. Uh, um, yeah, so they got Badu. They added Javi Baez um, yeah. and Eduardo Rodriguez uh, to add, you know, just kind of bulk up their rotation a little bit. Um, a little yeah. couple splashes here and there, but again – a team that lacks luster and aging Miguel Cabrera um, really not much to write home about. They are, they're okay. You know, they're yeah. just, they're just average. Um, yeah. And that's well, about maybe 70, 75 wins maybe or so. Yeah. You know, around there probably um, Kansas city Royals. Another one. I know they got wit junior, um, the young guy. Yeah. Salvi Perez can, uh, who's, who's, Salvi Perez, too, stud catcher. I mean, but another team that was that won a World Series recently, you know, that has unfortunately kind of fallen off. They've got great ownership, but it's just a team that they're losing out on some some big name guys. And that's about it, really. Yeah. And it, and it feels like and you guys will start to hear a theme here with these Midwest shows. It, it, it feels like they're kind of at a disadvantage when it comes to attracting the top talent. Um and it's either when you're in these Midwest markets and these smaller markets, you're either going to have to pay a ton, right? Or these guys are going to move on, right? Yeah. And if you're not willing to pay, then you're going to lose these guys. So next team on here, a team that has spent in the past, Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're going through a little bit of a changing of the guard. Again, they had some real top tier names you know, five to six years ago, they, they seem to have a young nucleus again with Brian and Rizzo and all these guys who were just mashing for them a few years back. And now they're, you know, old names and new faces. Yeah. I mean, you got Stroman, they signed Stroman, so yep. you got him on there. Um, but just another team. It's kind of like, eh. I mean, they've added a couple of pieces, Jan Gomes, Jonathan Villar. Like, again, they, they've added a few names, but again, the, the whole, the sum of the parts just, just really isn't there. Um, don't really think they're going to be competitive because there's a team in that division um, that has tooled up over the you know couple past couple years. Uh, we'll get yeah. to them shortly. And then the last team in the Midwest, Joe's, I mean, the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I Not- mean, Joey Votto is great, like Joey Votto. 
he's just he's just alone there. Unfortunately, they just got rid of um, Winker. <laughs> yeah, your boy. Um, yeah, <laughs> old and Jesse Winker. They got they got Luis Castillo, who had a down year last year, but um, after that, don't really know what else what else we got. So. Fortunately, the Reds are going to be in that category. Another 70 probably win team, 75 win, maybe closer to 80 win team. They got rid of Sonny Gray too. So, um, yeah, another not, Midwest team. Not much. So our next tier, again, you know, for, for the listeners out there, um, there are teams, uh, the glass half full. That's the tier. And, again, uh, we, we named this tier um, really because I would say the fans of these teams – um, are probably very optimistic about these teams. Um, they've they've improved steadily over the past few years, uh, and, and they probably see their glasses half full. Right, they're seeing the bright side, um, and maybe trying to distract themselves of some of the realities of the team. And the first team on here, and, and John, we've had a lot of conversations about this team is the Seattle Mariners, um, a team that finished second in their division last year and ha- have made a couple of moves to to be competitive. Um, but give the people your thoughts on the Mariners, John. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think the Mariners are going to be a very good team. These are all teams that, you know, if they get hot at the right time, could make a serious run. Um, Seattle's got a lot of good young players. Um, they they picked up Winker. Uh, Robbie got, Ray. Robbie Ray. They, they picked him up from the Blue Jays. Um, they got one of the thir- uh, top five best prospects in baseball that just made the team. Yeah, Julio Rodriguez um, is going to be a stud. Yeah, they've got they've got a lot of solid players that I think if they put it together, they could they could make a run. They're a good team. Uh, it's tough to hit in that ballpark, as as we know. Ask Robinson Cano. <laughs> um, but but I mean they've they've got some they've got some uh, some good talent on the roster, definitely. Um, I think they also have um, blanking on his last his last name. It starts with a K. Uh, uh, Kellenick. Kellenick. Yeah, who is a stud? Um, mm-hmm. Is going to be a stud also. So they've got a lot of good players on that roster. That I think if they put it together, they could be a good team. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And next, uh, <laughs> a team next, near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yeah, the Marlins. Now it's funny that we put them glass half full category because most would put them, you know, towards the bottom, but. They've got some good talent. They got the jazz. They got jazz uh, over there at second base. They've got um, Alcantara, who's a who's a great starting pitcher. Yeah. Um, they just picked know, up another bat in, in uh, Soler or his Soler. Yep. yep. So I think they're they're going to win some games. They're in another tough division, also in the NL East. But um, they've got some good young players. It's a shame they couldn't go after like Castellanos and spend some some additional money to kind of put them over the hump there. But um, they've, they've got a pretty good young group that they could do some flashy things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they've, I think they've continued to be competitive and improve their team. Again, they kind of blew it up a few years ago with, with Stanton on the move and, and they moved a lot of great players. I mean, they had a, I mean, they had, a Christian, they had a Christian Yelich on their team. You know, they had a really solid young team and, and they kind of blew it up. They're going through some ownership changes, but um seems like they've they've they're they're riding the ship. They're riding the ship. I think they're going down the right path. Um still a couple of big names away from from really competing. But again, 
for those fans of the Marlins, the glass is half full. Um, and the last team here, again, a lot of conversation, a lot of dialogue, the Texas Rangers. Um, I, I mean, Texas Rangers, they spent half a billion dollars, and I really don't think it really got them over the hump there. I mean, Simeon and Seager are great players. I would say Seager's a great player. Simeon had a very good year last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to continue that for this year. Um, but, I mean, they're starting pitching and their bullpen don't really have much. Yeah, um, they didn't do too much. I mean, they added John Gray, you know, a decent arm. But, again, again, the, I think the big question with the Rangers is going to be, can Seager and Simeon elevate that team to greatness? Because a lot's going to be hoisted on their shoulders, right? They're going to have to produce, and they're going to – they're in order for the Rangers to have any sort of chance – of postseason aspirations, those two need to have career years. And you can argue that they had career years last year. So for them to double down and double back on just, you know, eclipsing what they did last year, it's a big ask. And it came with a big price tag. They spent a lot of money on these guys. So we'll see. Texas has never been shy about, you know, opening, opening the wallet and spending some dough. But at the end of the day, you know, what are, you know, what are you going to get on the field in terms of production? And is is it all going to come together for the Rangers? We don't know. Yeah. But again, for a Rangers I'm gonna, fan. I'm going to say no. And that's fine. No. But for all the Rangers fans out there, I'm sure your glass is half full. You know, you got yep. some you got some flashy names out there, and you're hoping that your team can make a run here. So yeah. um, these next categories is where it gets really fun. It gets really fun oh, yeah. here because, you know, we're, we're talking about the cream of the crop. Um, next category, superstar, superstar wild cards. Um, and again, the, the theme for this tier is most, if not all of these teams have big names, right? They have big names that could potentially, you know, hoist them into a strong playoff run, playoff appearance, and maybe make a run. Um, and what's that first team on there, John? That first, that first team is the race. So, I mean, Wander Franco, obviously he's going to be elite. They just extended him, so he's locked in. Yep. Um, hopefully, well, not you know, hopefully for the <laughs> for the sake of the AL East, but Glass now, hopefully, he can be healthy to help yep. that team. I know he had some issues when they got rid of the sick, sticky stuff. So um, he, I mean, he is still a, a solid pitcher, above solid uh, pitcher. So, and the Rays are just the Rays; they're just better analytically than any other major league um, organization. Yeah. So yeah. There that's what puts them always in contention to win. Uh they got Randy Orozarena who somehow just hits and hits and hits. And I mean, he gets in, as, in as clutch time. Yeah. Clutch. I mean, once October comes around, the guy just turns it up to a different level. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, hit 10 home runs in the postseason 2 years ago. Um flashes the glove. I mean, made one of the best plays I've ever seen in the outfield last year in the playoffs against the Red Sox. You know, he's just a, a solid guy. Again, the nucleus is there with Franco, with um, Rosarania, Kevin Kiermeyer. Like they have guys who, you know, again, can play the game. Their their analytics department, like you said, is is top notch, top tier. Um, we'll yeah. see what happens with the pitching. I think that's a big thing that, that you know, we'll see what happens. Um, again, Glasnow is a big part of that, like you mentioned. So again, Tampa Bay always going to be in it. They've been in it for the past few years. Next yep. team on here, shout out to Kenny Holzhammer real quick. St. Louis Cardinals. 
St. Louis Cardinals. Shout out to Kenny. Watch out for the cards. Always. Watch out for the cards. You know, they're bringing back the nucleus of Pujols, you know, Yachty <laughs> and Wayno. I mean, if this was eight, ten years ago, that would be an elite I mean, three. That's <laughs> three an all-star team three, you yeah. know, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, between those – you got those three guys. You got Nolan Arenado and Paul Gold- Goldschmidt. They probably have one of the best, if not the best, you know, corner infield group out of any team in major league baseball absolutely um the cardinals are always in it they're always in it they just so yeah they got also they also have o'neill in the outfield too guy paints his jersey on he's absolutely yoked um (laughs) so watch out for the cards to be a team that you know they could they could make a run if if they if they're hot in the wild card. Yeah. I mean, finished second in the division last year, um, added another arm in Steven Matz. So, you know, I think they're going to continue to compete. They're, they're just, you know, they're a great organization, top down, just year after year, cornerstone organization. They, they, they do it the right way. And I think one of the wild cards on that team, I, call me crazy, John. I think they're expecting something out of pool host this year. I really do. I think, I think that they're, thinking that the crowd's going to energize them and, and maybe he'll he'll step in in a couple big moments. I don't think they're expecting big numbers, but maybe some big moments from Albert Pujols. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, you got the DH2 in, in the NL, which is, Correct. is, is big. Correct. Um, so they don't really need him to play first base as much anymore, just DH and hopefully run into a couple bombs. Yeah, absolutely. Ne- next on the list, we got the Angels. I mean, hopefully uh, – the thing with the Angels is Otani's Otani, right? Um, he's, he's great, um, on both sides, pitching I would, and hitting. I would say more than great, John. I think, I think that's not a good word for Shohei Otani. Okay. That he's guy, elite. Thank elite, you. Elite. elite. Mike Trout is elite with injury issues. I Correct. mean, he only played 30 games last year. Yep. So, um, if he can remain healthy, if he could play, you know, 150, 140 games, uh, they're gonna they're gonna make some noise over there. They got Noah Syndergaard. They added to yep. um, Rendon over there. Resigned Iglesias. That was big. Resigned for Resigned Iglesias. So they could they could make a run too in the playoffs um, if all the pieces come together. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, moving <laughs> on to the Padres. the Padres. Yeah, I honestly don't know what the Padres to me are trying to compete with the Dodgers by just making big splashy moves, even if it doesn't work out or, or fit their need. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously they got Machado and Fernando Tatis, but they're also talking about Tatis playing the outfield. So I I mean, where is he going to end up? Can he stay healthy? They got you Darvish who's solid on the mound that has Mm -hmm. some injury issues. Yeah. Um, I mean, They'll they'll compete in that division with the expanded playoffs. That'll definitely help them too. Yeah, and I do agree with what you said. It felt like they were just adding pieces. I think it was last offseason or two offseasons ago where they added Snell. Um, They added a bunch of these guys where it's like, okay, when's when's it going to stop? But it it never seemed to to stop. Um, And I'm interested to get your opinion, John, just to kind of stay on Tatis for a little bit. Do you think the move to the to the outfield is just it's, it sounds crazy trying to extend his career, but maybe trying to protect his career um, by moving A him to the bit, outfield? Yeah. Does it does it yeah. feel that way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It feels well, like they're trying to maximize the amount of time he's on the field mm-hmm. and 
by playing the outfield, it potentially does that. And, and, and here's the thing too, again, with this new DH rule, right? Like if they wanted to save his legs, you know, they could just throw him into a DH spot a few games and, and, you know, just, just use him for his bat. Right. Just, yeah. The, the issue is he's so elite defensively that it's like, it's almost like, Dan, we're spending all this money. We got to put him in the field. Yeah. Like he's an elite young guy. They just need him to stay on the field. Yeah. Well, um, the next moving team. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So we, we went back and forth on, on the Mets here. Yeah. The New York Mets. My, so I started off the years, damn, the Mets are, you know, up there with the cream of the crop. And then we started running into an injury issue with DeGrom again. And then we, a little hamstring issue with Scherzer again. And it's like, damn, these guys just can't stay on the field. And it's like, I, I really want to watch DeGrom pitch, but he's, he's already out a couple weeks. It's like, I just, I think they have a chance to make a run. Obviously they've got a great, They've got a very good lineup. They've got a good starting rotation, um, but it all has to come together. I'm not so high up on Lindor. I don't think Lindor is going to really pan out for them. Um, hopefully Pete Alonso gets better at first base because he's terrible defensively. He had yeah. a down year last year. Yeah, he did. Um, but if their starting rotation can stay healthy when it matters, they will be a, a good team, very good team. So I think they're going to finish second in the in the NL East. Yeah, and that was that was going to be my take. Is you know, obviously health is going to be there. You know what they need to focus on, and hopefully the you know the baseball gods protect them a little bit. But I think ultimately that division isn't. You know, it's got some scrappy teams in there, but I wouldn't say it's a powerhouse division. I think if they can you know keep their core on the field. They can compete I don't know. to win. I, I think I think it's a pretty it's a pretty powerhouse division. I mean, you got the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves all in that division that are very good. Yeah, I, I, but I think it's I think it's going to be similar. Like again, the the Phillies, <laughs> the Phillies had just a weird season last year. I mean, there were times where they were just going on skids, losing eight games in a row. 10 games yeah. in a row. It took a big push for them to get around. Now they've done some things and we'll talk about the Phillies in a second. They've, they've done some things to kind of bolster up that team and support Harper, which I think is long overdue. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think, I, I think, and I'm thinking from Mets ownership, I think that they can swing in and, and, and steal it. Right. I think they, Definitely. they feel Definitely. like, like they can strong arm that division by spending money. And that's exactly what they did. And, Maybe they don't believe in the Braves. Maybe they don't think the Braves. Maybe they think the Braves are a flash in the pan, right? Yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. There weren't a lot yeah. of people preseasons, you know, planting their flag in Atlanta for the Braves to win the World Series, and look what happened. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. And then the last team in the superstar wild card tier, um, the Minnesota Twins. And I'm going to let John talk about the Twins because, again, another team that we went back and forth on. Yeah, I mean. You got you added Correa. Um, they added Sonny Gray, uh, which I'm not really nervous about. Sonny Gray he doesn't really pitch well in the spotlight, as I've seen in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I I think they're gonna they're gonna be competitive. They're definitely not gonna fin- they're gonna finish much better than they did last year. I mean, they were last last year in the division. Yeah, yeah, but I think. I think they're gonna. They're definitely gonna be better. I think they'll finish second or so in their division. I, I, I could. I could see them having a bounce back here. 
yeah, I, I'm not as sold on the Twins as as John is. Again, I think they replenish their team. Um, again, they 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 need to stay healthy. I, I but I just I really, you know, again, Correa is nice. I think they got Buxton too. You know, that's yep. yeah, a decent player. Another guy injury issues. Yeah, uh, you know, um, they, and and they have guys. You know, they have players who can play. I just want to see it. I feel like I haven't seen it from the Twins in a few years, and um, you know, I'm very interested. I think they're a team that I'm really going to be watching the first, you know, 25 to 30 games of the season to see what kind of start they get off to and if they can build some momentum. Yeah, I mean, between them and the Mariners, I think it's going to be kind of like a flip flop there. Sure. Um, it has the potential to be a flip flop there, but I'm going to give the slight edge to the Twins. I think they've got a little bit better of a rotation maybe yeah they got um, more juice they got more arms yeah a I'd little bit that. but yeah that's that's what i would say it could be a flip-flop between them and the mariners perfect our our next category that we named it achilles um so all great teams that could potentially win a world series but they all have a question mark or something you know an achilles heel something that can kill their season um the first off is the brewers Brewers are a good team. They're just the NL is is kind of stacked. I mean, you got the Cardinals are in there. You got the Padres in there. The Giants, the Dodgers. Um, they didn't really do much in the off season, which was pretty surprising. But they still have a good core. Um, I like their head coach too, as or their manager too, as well. Um, they just have a good team. They got Brandon Woodruff, I think his name is, um, starting pitcher who is one of the top in Major League Baseball, um, according to a ton of different writers. Uh, so, I mean, they've got a they've got a good team and and they compete in in you know in the playoffs, so they can make a run. You know, the thing with Milwaukee to me is, can their star be a star? Can Yelich can he turn back the the clock a little bit and, and be that star that? we know he can be or that he's shown that he can be. Um, yeah. I think a lot of that hinges because again, that foundation is fantastic. I mean, haters really good. They have, they have good players. They have really good players to have a solid foundation. Like you said, um, you know, managerially they're, they're great as well. It, it comes down to Yelich to me. Can he lead the charge? Can he galvanize that team? Um, and can he prove that he's a build and not a bust shout out to our last segment? Um, it, it's, it, I, there's a lot that falls onto his shoulders, but I, I will say again, good nucleus, good unit. Um, they do have that Achilles heel and that's why they're in this category. Next team. Again, we just talked about them, the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies lineup is pretty stacked. Yeah. I mean, when you got Harper, JT Romuto, um, they added, Cost, <laughs> they added, uh, Nick Castellanos, Schwarber. Um, you've got uh, Bohm on there too. You've got a pretty good lineup there. Um, I like their rotation too. They got um, Aaron Nola. Got Wheeler. Um, Wheeler on there too is another good pitcher. Um, I mean, their weakness, their Achilles heel is going to be their defense. Their defense was projected to be one of, one of the worst of all time. That bad, huh? Yeah. Hmm. So – and I know they lost a lot of games last year because of their bullpen. Their bullpen would just give up seven runs <laughs> and, be, and they'd just be out of it. Yeah. Um, but they already last year showed the potential to put some runs on the board. Um, it's just going to be, can they, you know, <laughs> not give up 
more than they than they score. Yeah, they're they're an interesting team to me because I would say they have a lot of guys who who have had question marks around them, and they've they've answered the call, right? You know, there were there was a time where people were calling Harper out, and is he this? Is yep. he that? He turns around second half of the season and and just goes on an absolute tear. You know, just goes into the MVP race and just and just you know reminds people I'm Bryce Harper. This is the kind of yep. player that I am, right? Uh, you know, Schwarber, right? People had questions about Schwarber. He's back on the team. He, you know, lifted up the socks a little bit last year. He's still hitting bombs. I mean, there was a, he went on a crazy run last year where he hit, I don't know, seven home runs in like three or four games. Um, So there are guys who have, you know, have been in question and have answered the call. They just need to put it all together. Um, And, and if, and if they're, if their nucleus can, put up the numbers that they that they can and that they've shown i think they're going to be a really really strong competitive strong competitive team um and like you said defensively they just gotta they gotta figure it out next on our list the new york yankees the yankees their achilles heel is going to be their starting rotation after cole what is it you got severino who can be great if he can stay healthy jordan montgomery can be good um, Tyone can can be good if he could stay healthy. Nestor Cortez, can he continue what he did last year? Um, so their Achilles heel is is going to be their rotation. I mean, at the end of the day, I think they're going to hit better than they did last year. Last year was a terrible year mm-hmm. offensively. Um, I think they're going to put the ball in play some more and put some pressure on defenses, with, which is good versus just striking out every other at bat. Um, so I think they could they could definitely make a run if all the pieces come together and uh, they get some some good starting pitching. Yeah, well, let, and let me ask you this too, John. I know a lot has been made of of the Reds or excuse me, the Yankees and kind of their lack of moves in free agency. Right, not very active, not very aggressive. A couple of trades here and there have come through in the past few days, um, but I know a lot of these you know websites and blogs have their free agency grades you know in the C's and D's. As a Yankees fan, how do you feel about the offseason? And does that kind of point to the, the type of team that, you know, Boone and, and the Yankees management thinks that the team has right now? Yeah, the offseason was interesting because you had guys out there like a story or a Correa that you thought the Yankees, hey, we're going to give you 30 mil a year. But we also have to remember that we have Judge that we're going to be spending 30 mil a year on. So between Judge is going to be 30 mil a year, Cole is 30 mil a year. You got Stanton at 27, I think it is. Um, and then maybe Gallo is another guy that you might have to spend 11, 12, 14 mil a year on potentially. So I don't think they wanted to get locked into a shortstop when you got some good young talent, you know, down in, in our minor league system. Um, I think we didn't really do the big splashy moves like, hey, let's slap our dick on the table where the Yankees and spend money. But I think they made an okay move. I really like Isaiah Khalifa Khalifa. I call him <laughs> Mia, Mia Khalifa. <laughs> I, I like him. He's athletic. Um, he's fast. He puts the ball in play. He doesn't strike out. The only thing that I didn't like is that we had to sign Josh Donaldson and take on $50 million from him. But – he can also be a huge help to the lineup. He doesn't strike out much, and he hits bombs, um, and he adds a certain grit that you know we frankly need. Yeah, um, fair. So it might—it's not the big flashy names. We didn't go out and spend three hundred million, but we got a little bit more athletic. I, I kind of wish we added another starting pitcher. Um, 
but with the things that we have coming up in the pipeline, whether it be Judge, you know, and some of our young guys like Volpe and Peraza, um, I think I could kind of understand why we didn't sign a Correa or a Story um, at that time. Okay. So um, we got athletic, which is what we needed to do. Uh, we got better behind the plate defensively, which is a must. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. A must. And uh, I- I'm happy with where we are at shortstop versus last year and behind the plate versus last year fair enough fair enough um next team on the achilles heel tier is my boston red sox um you know again a team that has a has a great young core great young nucleus um devers bogarts you know you add a trevor story which is you know I, I think was a great move. I think they got him for a relative discount in this market. Um, and I think he's going to sure up, you know, our, our infield. And if, and if Dahlbeck can turn into the player that, you know, the Red Sox faithful believe he will be, I mean, we're looking at a monster infield, um, you know, potentially a, a top five infield in the league. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's exciting. Again, the Achilles heel similar to the Yankees is the pitching sales already on the 60 day. You know, you're putting a lot of just a lot of stress on Evaldi. And, you know, it seems like year after year, the Red Sox feel like they have pitchers like a Nick Pavetta, a Tanner Hawk, who they think that they can turn into, you know, these cornerstone guys. And and it's still yet to be yet to be seen. Um, you know, I think there are some guys out there that, you know, we're talking about Whitlock maybe being a starter. Um, he was great for us last year. But again, the bullpen isn't great. Um, starting rotation really leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I'll tell you what, we're going to hit. The bats are going to be there. I, I definitely yep. think we're going to score a ton of runs. But at the end of the day, we have you know kind of scraped by and haven't been killed too much by our starting pitching over the past two years without having some names that, you know, again, that usually the Red Sox have. When you talk about pitchers, we're usually very, you know, pitching dominant. We've gotten through. We've gotten relatively unscathed. I, I'm kind of concerned that this year the pitching isn't going to live up to what the what ownership thinks it's going to be. So, I mean, last year, the beginning of the year, I told you the Red Sox weren't going to be good. And I said, I think they're going to finish third, maybe even fourth in the division. And I'll take it. I was wrong. Um, I think the only caveat or – I think the main difference maker last year was you got production from guys you weren't expecting to get production from, mainly Kike. I mean, he had a great year last year. So did he Hunter Renfro. Clutch and Hunter Renfro too. I mean, he hit twenty six bombs last year. An- another aspect of your team that we didn't talk about was Alex Cora, who did great managerially um, and really kind of got you to to where you were last year. Um, I, 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 I think they could potentially take a step back. I think they kind of were a little bit of a flash in the pan and kind of reminded me of 2018 last year. Um, but they still have a very good lineup. It's just going to come down to their starting pitching. See, I'm going to have to stop you there. I, I, I don't think 2018 was a flash in the pan when you look at the sum of the parts. Right, like you guys all got hot at the right time. Like everybody got hot at the right time, similar to last year. I disagree. I disagree because if you look at that 2018 season, we started off hot. We didn't get hot at the right time. We were hot right out of the gate. We started off that. We started off that season with a season sweep. 
we were absolutely on fire. We we got up early and we didn't let it go in that 2018 season. Obviously, I mean, we had Betts, I, who was an MVP candidate. JD hit out of his mind in 2018. I think he had close to 40 home runs. So maybe a flash in the pan when it comes to some of the bats and all that stuff. But I don't I think, think that's what I was comparing it to more. Flash because the pan, that team some won. Of the, some of the some of the players, not all, all of them, like you had Mookie and JD that had great years all year long. But then you had some guys that I remember came off the bench and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Up oh, three run home run. Yeah, we had we had uh we had Pierce who came in in the World Series and absolutely crushed it. You know, he yeah. had a couple big home runs. You know, Sandy Leone, yeah, Vasquez, Sandy Leon, Vasquez Vas- hit twenty five home runs that season. I or I think fifteen or twenty five, one one of the two. But nonetheless, yeah. I, I I under I understand that for sure. But to say that we didn't have the players, I mean, we still had Bogarts, we we had Betts, we had Devers. Again, they were a little yep. bit younger. Um, and we definitely I think it had was guys. more flash in the pan of players that you didn't expect to have huge, like you didn't expect them to perform the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Like last year, you did not expect Kike to perform the way that he did, or really Hunter Renfro. Like Hunter Renfro was, he's a, an okay player, but he had a, he had a very good year last year. Yeah. And he, and he, and he went and, and Kike, good for him. I mean, I guess, yeah. And Kike, I mean, you really didn't really know his full potential because he was, he didn't really have a position was undershadowed. Yeah. Versus everybody else in the Dodgers. He didn't have a position. So you didn't really know what to expect. Um, But he had a very good year. And I mean, he turned around in center field, which I mean, he played a great center field. Yeah. And the the last thing I'll say here on the Red Sox is you mentioned Cora and and I'm happy you did. I think, I think Cora, his decisions out of the bullpen last year, when to pull guys, when to put people in. I mean, his success rate was like 90%. Like he he called on the right guys in the right times, in the right situations. He really didn't get burned. There were times yeah. where Darwinson Hernandez would come out of the bullpen and I'd be like, what in God's name are we doing? And he would shut it down. Do I think that's going to happen this year? I think it's going to regress a little bit more to the mean, especially because we don't have the arms. Um, but Cora, again, you know, having a manager that you can trust, and he'll play some small ball too. We'll lay it down and we'll bunt sometimes. Um, love Cora. We'll move on to San Francisco Giants. John, take it away on the Giants. Yeah, I mean, they had a great year last year. Fantastic. Um, 107 wins, I think it was or so. Uh, they won that division. I mean, they definitely had a – crazy year not expecting them to have that great of a year last year um but i think they potentially could repeat that i mean they got they added jack peterson he's an okay guy kind of stinks defensively um carlos rodon they added him they lost you know obviously they lost the pitcher there um so i mean brandon crawford's a great shortstop i mean he really swung it last year so we'll see if he can continue it I mean, they got some pretty pretty good pieces. They just put the ball in play, and they just they just know how to win. They just figure out how to win. It seems like so the, you got to put them up there. But, yeah. But the only reason why they're not in like that next category is because of the division that they're in, the Dodgers. I mean, everybody's taking the Dodgers to win it again. So yeah. it's like, or to win it. So um, they're just in a tough division there with the Dodgers and the Padres, both who won a hundred games last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that's predominantly their Achilles heel. Um, and, and it's a little bit unfortunate. I would also t- say too, they, 
I'm interested to see what their rotation is next year. Um, they they've they signed a couple new guys to the rotation. We'll see what happens and how it all shakes out. Um, a little bit of turnover there with with, with kind of how they're going to start the season pitching wise. Um, so we'll see what happens. But again, I think they're as solid and as steady. Another team that's just you know kind of been a really strong organization over the past twenty years. Um, they've done a really good job out there. So shout out to them. And the last team on our the White Sox, Achilles tier, Chicago White Sox, um, steady as so, steady can be. Yeah, White Sox, they've got a great lineup. Their Achilles heel is going to be their starting pitching. They're already de- dealing with an injury there. They got Lucas Giolito, who's great. Um, their bullpen is is great. They've got really guys good. that are just like throwing 100 plus left and right. Incredible. Um, but it's just but it's just their uh, starting pitching is kind of a question mark right now. Like Tim Anderson, a shortstop. Um, but it's just their starting pitching. Yeah, they didn't really do much in free agency. A couple of relief pitchers. They added uh, they added Red Sox and Dodgers legend Joe Kelly uh, to to the bullpen. Um, he's gonna he's talk about a guy that's gonna add some grit to that team. Um, yep. He's got a little lettuce coming out the back. Shout out Joe Kelly. Um, you know, I, I again interested to see what happens with, with them. They're solid, solid squad. Um, I feel like they've, I mean, they've improved year after year after year. Again, Tim Anderson, a great player, he's going to sell tickets for them. Um, yeah. They'll they be solid. Jose Abreu, Abreu mashes. Yeah, I mean, um, they're 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 a really good team. I think they'll be solid again. That starting pitching um, needs to figure it out. I mean, Giolito had a an elite year two years ago. Um, I think he threw a new no hitter two years ago. Um, so again, we'll, we'll see what happens. Very competitive division. And now we're getting to, uh, to the parade hopefuls, the cream of the crop, the top tier dogs when it comes yeah. to the MLB, John, take it away. Yeah. All these teams, they have a target on their back. Yep. Uh, you know, it, they have built it almost for the majority, you know, to world series or bust. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, starting off with the Dodgers, I mean, Dodgers, their lineup is stacked. Their starting pitching is stacked. Walker Bueller's a stud. Um, Dustin May is solid there, too. They got Urias, who is great also. Um, I mean, Mookie <laughs> Betts out there. You know, um, Turner. I mean, they're just – The list goes on and on. Yeah, we the- can keep – Keep going. The one name I want to watch out for is is Bellinger. Bellinger has had a very tough spring training. He's he's struck out almost every at bat. So I don't know. He went from MVP caliber MVP to to nothing. I mean, last year he hit like one sixty. So I don't know if he's kind of in like you know a little rut here, but hopefully he can kind of shake out of it because. Um, he can be an elite center fielder that's just going through it for the past you know year or so. So we'll see if he can turn it around. Yeah, I mean they're an all star team. They add Freddie Freeman. Um, they just, <laughs> of course. How did I forget that? Yeah. Trey Turner too. Yeah, Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring back you know Chris Taylor and and Scherzer. Or it's not Scherzer. Excuse me, Kershaw. Um, so you know they they are the Dodgers, right? Um, it's interesting you say that about Bellinger, and and I think it's interesting because. You have a guy who really – I wouldn't say there's a ton of pressure on him. There are other guys that are – you know, it's not like if Bellinger doesn't play well, we're going to lose because he didn't play well last year and they won 100 games, right? So yeah. 
we're hoping that he can get out of this rut that he's in. We know he's a big time player. We know he's capable of hitting 30, 35 plus bombs. Um, he's got, he's got one of the more unique batting stances, uh, in the bigs, just really just erect and upright. Um, it's a great time to use erect there. Um, <laughs> but, but again, you know, a star studded team, um, the expectations are high as they should be. Um, the stars are out in LA. That's just what they do. Um, yep. the next yeah, team uh, I want to, or unless you got another note about the Dodgers, John, that you no, get into. no, no, let's get into the blue Jays here. Oh my Fucking goodness. Blue Jays. Yeah. I mean, talk about like, this is their chance to win. I mean, because they don't have to pay any of their young guys. So th- th- this is where they have all this money to spend, you know, on, uh, on players because they don't have to p- pay Bo Bichette, who's going to be you know, a fucking $400 million player of, of Laddie, who's going to be another $400 million, $300 million player. They don't have to pay these guys. So this is their time to shine. Uh, if Springer, Springer, they made their run last year and he was like injured. He didn't really play. The year. He didn't really yeah, play much. So um, they, they added uh, Gaussman yeah, as Kevin well. Yeah, Kevin Gaussman and, and Kikuchi. Um, who, I think he. I think Gaussman's going to kind of regress a little bit. I don't think he was as good as he actually is, um, or good as he actually was on the Giants. Um, but yeah, Kikuchi is another one. They got Ryu. I mean, their starting ro- pitch, pitch. Their starting rotation is okay. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's bad. But they have the potential to put up 11, 10, 11, 12 runs a game. Yeah, and, and I game. and I think ultimately that's that's why they're so scary, right? Yeah. Because the pitching may not matter that much because they may score 10 runs a game. Um, They have that much power. They're that explosive. They added Matt Chapman. I mean, Jesus Christ. They're just. Yeah, Matt Chapman's an elite, elite third baseman, one of the best in the league. Him and Nolan Arenado are up there in terms of best in the league. Incredible. If you can turn it around swinging a little bit, because I think he hit like 205 or 210 last year. So if he can swing it and make you know hit like two forty, I mean he he's going to hit his bombs. I think he ran into twenty twenty five last year, um, and that was a down year. So if he can swing it too, that's just another guy. And it's like holy shit. And and John, you talked about the Cardinals having you know one of the best corners in the bigs. The Blue Jays are right behind them, if not yep. competing for. I mean, talk about the corners on, on that squad right there with Vladdy again. That guy golfs baseballs into the stratosphere yeah, he's, he's, he's just got he's just got pop it's he, crazy he's like just power on a, power he's on a yeah. different level um there's again solid squad great core great nucleus um again young yeah. feisty athletic team that can really get it done they're going to be the bane of our existence this year i'll tell you that um but they'll be top in the at least they're, they're, they will be they're a just, fantastic team if they stay healthy they're just going to be top in the at least yeah it really is got to call a spade a spade toronto is definitely in that championship watch um next team there is a, a team that i neither of us really care for but they're, they're solid and you got to give credit where credit's due to houston astros um yeah i mean they'll be top i mean they got bregman they got altuve um, they just they put it together. Verlander has, been, has looked good this spring training. Somehow he didn't even pitch last year, and he, he looks fucking great with his command. Yeah. And his velo is there. Um, I mean, they're just going to be good again. They're going to be top in their division again. Um, they just they put the ball in play. They find ways to win. Yeah, I mean, they're and, and it's and it it really hurts me to say, but they're just winners. 
Um, yeah, you know, they, it's so frustrating. It and... really is. It is. But they, you yeah. know, they bulldoze through the controversy. They bulldoze through the media. Um, and they just put their head down and they won games. Obviously, yep. they lost Korea. Um, we'll see what happens, you know, and, and how they fill that void. But again, the core is there with with Bregman and Altuve and Jordan Alvarez and Michael Brantley. And, you know, they just have guys who have been there. They've done that. They're winners. They got good management too, you know. Yep. So, it, you know, they're just – they're there until someone knocks them out. Um, yep, and, exactly. And that's the Astros. And then last but not least, the reigning World Series champions. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are down on the Braves this year but I, I, because of the Phillies and the Mets, but they got their main subtraction was Freeman, who I know is an elite player, but they also added Matt Olson, which there is not that much of a delta there, a difference between the two. I mean, I know – I just don't think there's as much of a drop-off and they won last year without Acuna. So if Acuna can stay healthy and you got Albies there at second, right? I mean, that's a, that's an elite team right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really is. I I mean, they added Canley Jansen too in the, in their bullpen. Yeah. Um, Live arm. Yeah. I mean, I just think they're going to be a good, they're going to be top in their division. I think I, I don't think you can knock them down just because of what the Mets or the Phillies have added. Still yeah. got to keep them up there. Yeah, I th- and I and I think that's fair. Um, again, similar situation to the Astros, where you, 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 I can't take them out until we see otherwise. Yeah. Um, you know, they proved to us that they can make a run. Now they need to prove that they're not a flash in the pan, right? That they can come back and that they can continue to, you know, stay in the spotlight. Um, they have one of the more athletic infields as well. Uh, with Swanson and Albies, and you know those guys can really move around. They're athletic, um, yep. and they're shout and, out to Ron Washington. <laughs> and they're, and they're relatively, I'd say they're relatively young. Um, uh, definitely, I mean they got Albies and Acuna, Acuna who are very young. Dansby's young, and they got them all on team friendly deals. Yeah, and so. and that's and that's really important. So they may be a team that you know they're here to stay. Um, and without further ado, John, that is that is our MLB tiers. Um, That's it. That's our tears. Super excited again. Opening day right around the corner. Um, it's going to be fun, um, and just it's just going to be an exciting season. I, I yep. really hope. And you know, one of our first segments um, on the DH Pod was you know the state of of the MLB, and mm-hmm. I think there have been enough moves, and I think there's been enough kind of buzz around the MLB to to you know, garner some attention. Let's see what happens. Let's see if they can capitalize on the momentum that they have and really put on a good season for us. So excited to see yep. what happens in the MLB this year. And those are our MLB tiers. Yes. Let's stick with baseball, but add a little twist here. Let's add a little twist. We're going to do our top five as we always do, but we're sticking with baseball and we're going to go top five ballpark food items. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I mean, again, opening day right around the corner. Um, I'll be making a trip to Fenway this year, uh, and I'm just super excited about it. I know exactly what I'm going to get when I get there. And you know, again, there's, there's, you know, there's some nostalgia when it comes to ballpark foods. I'm sure you know more for you than I, but there's just something about it. Something it's about just American. The bar- it's, it's just, just American. Yeah, yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, top five ballpark foods here. 
want to yeah, see it staying, started. Staying with the staying with the staples though, because there's a lot of ballparks that do a ton of different things. You know, jumbo that whatever. But we're just dealing with the staples. Okay, the staples. So Absolutely. why don't you start us off? All right. So at number five for me, um, again, nothing crazy. I'm just gonna go with an all American cheeseburger. Um, you know, there are times where maybe, a, you know, pregame a little bit, I need to get a little bit of something in the system. Maybe I'm four or five beers deep. I don't want to get too crazy. Um, need something a little bit hardier than a hot dog, right? I'll go cheeseburger. Um, nothing crazy, nothing crazy. A little cheeseburger action at five at four. Now this may be a little bit specific to Fenway. I don't think it is. I think you can get these in, in most ballparks, sausage, peppers, and onions. There's, oh, yeah, yeah. there's nothing like a sausage, pepper, and onion just to really get the juices flowing. I mean, fresh peppers and onions, slather it on there. Um, you know, just classic. I think it's classic. That's coming in at the four spot there, sausage, peppers, and onions. At the three spot, peanuts. Just OG peanuts. You know, there are times where maybe I don't need much, Right. I just want to snack on some peanuts. I don't really get an opportunity to eat peanuts and really work for them like you do at the ballpark outside of, you know, I ordered something at five guys and they just put fucking a bunch of peanuts in my bag. Yeah. Yeah. But outside of that, don't really have an opportunity to eat peanuts. Something real, just again, baseball and American about just chomping on some peanuts. Like nothing, nothing makes me happier than leaving a ballpark and just seeing a mound of peanut shells in an aisle and be like, you know what? That person went to town and I appreciate that. So peanuts come in at the three spot at the two spot, the old souvenir chicken tender basket, right? Oh yeah. Right in the helmet, right in the helmet, little assortment of sides. I get a little chicken tenders or fries. Can't go wrong. Every park has it. Do it well. Nothing with some fried food. Got to have it. And shouldn't be any surprise at number one. It's got to be the old trusty, rusty hot dog, a.k.a. the Fenway Frank, for those of my uh, Red Sox fans. Um, I mean, is there anything that screams baseball more than a hot dog? I really don't think so. You know, you can have it however you want it. Throw some ketchup, throw some mustard, get a little relish going, whatever you want, however you want to dress it up, even a little, a little diced onion in there, right? Whatever you want to do, dress it up how you want. There's nothing like a solid hot dog. Shout out to Mike Prezwara, the resident hot dog expert. Every time we go golfing, got to have some hot dogs. Mike Prezwara, Yankees fan. Look at that. A little diversity. Oh, yeah. A little I diversity. Like already. Mike Prezwara, shout out to you. Um, you know what I'm talking about. And that is my top five ballpark foods. I mean, I think that's solid. Um, I'm interested to hear your list to see if you have anything different, John. Yeah, I do have a couple of things different, actually. Wow. I'm going to start with an honorable mention and oh, I don't think you're ready for this. I'll throw my honorable mention out after this. Go ahead. Honorable mention cotton candy. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I don't know why. I just love it. Can't get enough of it. So that's my honorable mention, cotton candy. Okay. Where else are you going to get? What other event are you going to get at that? The fair? Man, I don't go to fair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fair guy. Kids antisocial. It doesn't go to the fair. (laughs) All right. So let's get on to that. Honorable mention, cotton candy. Number five, I'm going with the peanuts and the seeds. Yep. Oh, Uh, so you're going the combo. Combo. The combo, the peanuts and the seeds. Okay. The the nut family, if you will. 
Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big OG seed guy. Yeah. I know you have all the different flavors, the ranches and what have you. It's got to be the OG or the ranch. I, either or, but I would go with the OG seed. Sure. Peanuts are just great. Just great. Number four. Cracker Jacks. Yeah, I knew it was going to be on there. Yeah. Love me some Cracker Jacks. You get the little toy in the inside, too, a little paper thing, whatever it is. Cracker Jacks are great. Nothing like Cracker Jacks in the ballpark. Yeah, that's fair. It's a staple. Number three, shout out to New York, Nathan's Hot Dog. <laughs> Just love it. Just love the foot long pause. <laughs> Just. Add, add whatever you want. I even go raw dog in the hot dog. That's fine. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Ketchup. That's it. There's nothing wrong um, with that. Gotta love it. Number three, Nathan's hot dog. Number two, Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. I love Dippin' Dots. Wow. You just Dippin' Dots. You got a sweet tooth here, John, huh? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dippin' Dots or the soft serve ice cream in the, in the Yankees helmet. I mean, it's just great. It's just great. You eat it, and then you throw the little helmet on your head like an idiot. Um, but Dippin' Dots are great. Oreo Dippin' Dots are just the classic. I wish mm. I – I don't think I can get them in the store, and I wish I could. Um, but Dippin' Dots, Dots when I go to the ballpark, is just great. Yeah, they're great. Number one, the chicken basket. Yeah. It's just great. Let me show you something here. I brought a little souvenir. So this. This is the basket that Yankee Stadium gives you. Chicken and fries. That's this whole that's healthy. That's is, healthy. Is yeah, it's yep. probably thirty six ninety nine <laughs> too. <laughs> the Brooks. Oh yeah, fuck it. And then you add in the souvenir. Uh, the guy's got props. Uh, for all of those listening on Spotify, you're missing out on just an absolute <laughs> show. Just, just a souvenir. Nothing like a souvenir drink and the chicken tender basket. You know, I got to tell you one thing. When you're eating these in July and you're on in the bleacher creatures. And it is fucking 95 degrees out, and these come out steaming hot. You're eating these and sweating your ass off. Yeah. Because they are scolding hot. The first one, you're like, (laughs) every time. Every time. But chicken basket, chicken finger basket has to be number one because I reuse this for popcorn. (laughs) But chicken finger basket is my number one. Yeah. that's, That's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, I, you know, I think it's surprising that you didn't have hot dog number one. I thought hot dog was going to be number one for you. Um, you definitely put the sweets in there, which, oh, you know, yeah. again, to. teaches. Just because it's so hot. It's so hot. So usually if you're on the bleacher creatures in Yankee Stadium, you're on a metal fucking seat. And your ass is roasting. Yeah. You're sweating bullets. You got duck butter. You <laughs> sit up and you, your fucking ass sweat is there. But you're just a fan. You're loving it. If they come up with a W, fucking sacrifice it. Get some dipping Dots. That's yep. all. Yep. So my my honorable mention was the pretzel. Soft pretzel. Soft oh, pretzel yeah. was my honorable mention. And, you know, I think you're spot on with the souvenir soda. Um, you got to get one. You got to get one every single year. I have 12 cups from the yep. Red Sox, from all the souvenir sodas. Some of them are just absolutely deteriorating from my wash, my uh, dishwasher. But nonetheless, I still got them. I'll never, I'll never get rid of them. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think that's a solid list. I think it's a solid list. I really don't think there's going to be any much opposition. I, I'm interested to see if we miss any. 
Um, yeah, you know, I think you'll have some of the Phillies people go, oh, chickies and Pete's fries, chickies and Pete's yeah. fries. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It, it, it is what it is. But again, for if, if, if you feel strongly about it, Put it in the comments. Um, let us know. Get some dialogue going. Follow us on Twitter at the DH Pod. Um, you know we're putting polls out. We're trying to see, you know, what's your what's your liking, what you're not liking, and and again, that's uh that's going to conclude it here, John. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening to episode four. Um, I'm excited for the season, and uh, let's go Yanks. Oh no no. no.